You get back to your office after a client meeting and see a missed call. It's from your boss and you listen to the voicemail. The voicemail asks you to urgently wire money to a company that you've heard of. It sounds just like it's your boss asking for it. You don't even think to call back. You just send the money over. Unfortunately, you've been had by a deep fake, a voice vishing call, as it's known, where a voice that sounds like one you know is actually coming from AI software, and you have now been fooled into sending $240,000 over to a phony company, and now it's impossible to track where that money has gone. This may sound like a made-up scenario, but today on the Risk Directions podcast hosted by myself, Hayden Kopser, we are going to talk about a real-world scenario where just that actually happened recently, earlier this year, and we're going to explain what deepfakes are, how they're being used, and although there's no firm answer, how you can start to look out for them. So first things first, what is a deep fake? So the word itself comes from deep learning and fake. So deep learning, we're talking about machine learning, artificial intelligence. I'm not going to dwell on that too long. There are plenty of articles out there explaining machine learning and deep learning and artificial intelligence. We're not going to spend time on that. But we are going to talk about what a deep fake is. So a deep fake could be something like a fake call, so a, a phony voice like we just talked about. Or it could be something like a fake photo. You can superimpose someone's face onto someone else. You can also create a video. Some software is so advanced that with simply a photo of an actual person, they can create an entire video of that person talking and saying things that they've never said in their life and looking completely real. So this technology can be used for good, and as we're seeing now, it can be used for a lot of bad. Not just bad as far as stealing money from people, but you could use it to impersonate government officials. You could potentially start a war with a deep fake if you are able to mimic and impersonate a general's voice and you tell someone to bomb some area of some country, you could potentially start a war using a deep fake doing that. Uh, I hope to God that never happens, but it's worth noting that that is the extent of how these could be used. You could use it to influence an election. You could do any number of things with a deep fake. You could ruin someone's career with it. So how are they being used is the second question. Those are some examples other examples are to make people laugh. There are apps that have come out which may have bad intentions because they're being developed by Russian and Chinese firms, but let's assume just for the sake of this discussion that they they are not meaning ill of it. There are apps that have come out where you can upload a picture of your face, usually right from your phone. You can then decide if you want to age your face 50 years or make yourself 50 years younger, depending on how old you are. And the app will do that in a couple seconds. And it's funny. You can share it with your friends. You can take your friends' faces and do the same thing with them. And that's all fine and dandy. And I'm sure there's plenty of other ways you could use it to be funny or to be clever. There's a video of Bill Hader, the comedian who is from SNL and now is in a lot of TV shows and movies. And he was on David Letterman years ago. And you can tell in the video, which I'm going to post along with this, because it's part of a good article about deepfakes. He's on Letterman, and he's talking about meeting Tom Cruise and making a movie with him, and also about his friend Seth Rogen. And during the video, as he's impersonating Tom Cruise, 
the creator of the video then has his face morph into Tom Cruise's. And so it's not superimposed to look phony or ridiculous. It's put on there and it really looks a lot like Tom Cruise. And then he starts impersonating Seth Rogen talking about going to Tom Cruise's house and his face starts to look like Seth Rogen's. And so this obviously did not happen when the show was on, but it shows you how realistic of a video that you can create using a deepfake. And these are actual celebrities. Um, But if you can do it with celebrities, you can do it with individuals. You can do it with executives of companies. As we talked about, there is a, there is a firm uh, in the UK that is owned by a German parent company. And the CEO of the German parent company called the CEO of the UK firm that they bought. And he told them to transfer, I believe it was $243,000, whatever amount that was in pounds or euro. And he then went ahead and transferred it because the voice sounded like the CEO. It had a slight German accent. It was a totally reasonable request. He said to send it somewhere in Hungary. It sounded logical. He said they were going to get reimbursed for it right away. And so he sent it. And then thankfully, they attempted to do this again, and he did not send money again. And thankfully, for their sake, their insurance company over in Europe actually paid for the complete loss of funds. Um, so there is now coverage available for this. We, if you want to learn more about that, you can reach out to me um, about cyber coverage in general and specifically for cyber fraud, which is which this is simply another example of. Uh, maybe a more complex example than we're used to seeing, but an example of cyber fraud nonetheless. That's a means of taking money from someone. That's how it could be used to generate financial loss. You could also use it, again, to start a war. Maybe that's an extreme example, but you could use it to influence an election. Maybe you create a deep fake of a politician saying something very offensive, or you create a deep fake of a politician talking about how stupid they think all the voters are. They may have never said that, but you can create using their voice, which is readily available, an audio, maybe you say it was a hot mic audio of them insulting every American voter, and then people hear that, they think it's real, they hate whoever the politician is, maybe they're running for president, maybe they're running for some other local office, and they decide not to vote for them. They may never hear that it was a deep fake. All they need to do is hear what that person allegedly said, and it may influence their vote. And so you see instantly how powerful this technology is. And I think in the next five to 10 years, you're going to see this vastly overtake things like typical ransomware and email scams and so forth, because it is just so impactful. And the more developed it gets, the cheaper it's going to be to be able to use software that does this. Um, who invented the software? There's some debate about this. There's a, there's an individual named Ian Goodfellow in New York. We'd call him Ian Goodfellow. He now works for Apple. He was supposedly one of the creators of GAN, Generative Adversarial Networks. They are more or less the technology behind the concept of a deepfake. Um, there are other people who supposedly had influence in this field He doesn't necessarily say that he got the idea from anyone, but the guy's 33 or 34, according to his Wikipedia page, so let's assume his age is in that range, roughly. Uh, So he's a young guy. This is young technology. And if you're already able to fool the CEO of a successful firm to transfer a large amount of money using what sounds like a very real voice from another executive, 
imagine where this is going in the next 10 years. I mean, there's plenty of videos that you can now see. There was one of Jennifer Lawrence giving what looks like an acceptance speech. It's probably what it was. And they put Steve Buscemi's face on her, and it really looks a lot like Steve Buscemi wearing a Jennifer Lawrence wig and a dress. And I don't know who thought to do that. That was, <laughs> it was quite a random combination of celebrities. Uh, but it shows you just how easy it is to do this. That wasn't probably done maliciously. But if you wanted to do it maliciously, you could certainly create fake videos of someone or fake pictures of someone. You could put someone's face on someone in a porn video or something and make it look like they were in it and cheating on a spouse. Um, you could cr- you could fake someone's voice on an audio tape and make it sound like they committed a crime. You could submit evidence in a court trial where there's a video that looks like it's someone at a murder scene or maybe it sounds like it's someone confessing to a crime that they committed when really it's just a total fake audio or fake video that someone created to try and take an individual down. Um, And so you see the risk of some of the technology that we are now developing. There is much good that can be done with this. There's plenty of fun that you can have using deepfake technology. I don't think the term deepfake needs to be synonymous with crime or criminals, but I do think we will probably move towards that as criminals start to use it more and more in order to attack people. And as I promised, this was only intended to be a brief introduction into deepfakes. This technology is developing. New stories surrounding it are developing. This will most certainly not be the last time that we talk about deepfakes. As I learn more, I will discuss more with all of my listeners. Speaking of listeners, we thank you for listening. I hope that if you have not yet, that you subscribe on SoundCloud, YouTube, or Apple Podcasts. I hope you follow us on LinkedIn, North Improvement, or myself, Hayden Kopser, K-O-P-S-E-R. Or you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash North Improvement, or on Instagram, at North Improvement, or on Twitter, at North Improve. They wouldn't allow us to spell out the full name for some reason, so it's just at North Improve there. We thank you so much for listening, and I hope to have you back 